Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Um, I want to address Georgia as we get started today. Um, Look, I've had more numbers, early voting numbers, analysis in my head from varying people all over Georgia. I have no idea who's in the lead. I just don't. All I know is this. That Republicans in Georgia, states like Georgia, states like Arizona and elsewhere, they've had a reluctance and a resistance for early voting, mail-in ballots, drop boxes, all of this stuff. They just have. Now, it's interesting because in the state of Florida, Republicans there, they have they've bought into the system and they do it with integrity because integrity measures are in place. And they do it with confidence that they know that their votes are going to count. And Republicans, I will say this, they, you have until less than until you can change the system. This is not the system I would I would want. It's not the one with the most integrity either, in my opinion. But until you get a Republican governor and a Republican legislature that is willing to adopt integrity measures so everyone has confidence in the results, this is the only system you got. It's so you've got to embrace it. And my 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 passionate plea to Republicans in these states is you have got to do what the Democrats are doing. You can't go into Election Day down by whatever hundreds of thousands of votes and hope that you're going to make it all up. Now, am I saying that Herschel Walker is down by hundreds of thousands of votes? I don't know. I have no idea. Um. I'm getting different takes from different people. All I know is this, is that if you look at the numbers in the general election, in the early vote, Warnock was ahead by 255,000 votes. Herschel Walker won election day 
by nearly 220,000 votes. It's almost a wash. Um, now, I have no idea how to analyze. It seemed that, you know, if you look at demographically speaking, uh, a lower percentage of young people that tended to go for Warnock didn't show up uh, for early voting like they did during the general election. If you look at the percentage of the African-American vote, it is yeah, statistically even, meaning a number, if you, again, go, go by demographics, that Herschel Walker could do well with. Um, and I'm just getting anecdotal information from different people. Heavy turnout, according to Ralph Reed, he told me very heavy turnout today. Other places are saying it's not heavy turnout. I just don't know. I do know this, though, that if 220,000 people that voted for Herschel in the general election on November 8th are out there voting today. And I think the polls close at seven. Is it seven? Seven thirty. It's uh, seven o'clock. Seven. Well, seven o'clock. OK, so if everybody and you get online and you vote, if all of you that voted in the general election for Herschel show up today, he will win. He will absolutely win. Can I guarantee it? No, I can't. I'm not Pollyannish. I don't. I, there's no over exuberance here. I am saying Victory is within your grasp. It's in your hands. If you want it, if enough people want it, you will win. But you have to do your job and you have to show up and you have to vote. And I know the weather's bad and I know it might be raining and it might be cold and it might be a pain in your ass. I know all of that. But the difference between 5149 and 5050 is pretty dramatic, especially with committee assignments. I also think and I may be way off base here. But I think after Joe Manchin got screwed over by Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden and was promised a pipeline if he went along with this Inflation Reduction Act or the Tax the Poor Middle Class and People on Fixed Income Act, um, that I, I think he would consider changing parties. I really believe that. But that would mean Herschel has to win. Uh, according to Scott Paradise, Walker's campaign manager, Raphael Warnock's early voting lead may be somewhat exaggerated. Since Republican counties waited until Monday to allow early voting, nine out of the 10 counties with the highest turnout, he noted, were counties that Walker won in November by huge margins. There are there was almost two two million votes cast in the in the lead up to today, a million or so voters who cast ballots in both the Republican primary and general election, but had not yet cast early ballots for this race. That would be a number that would push Herschel over the top, in my opinion. New York Times had an interesting analysis of this. They're pointing out something about today's Senate runoff that might be a factor. Uh, I call it the Bortz effect. Neil Bortz was the most prominent libertarian voice on radio for so many years, and so many people in, in Georgia are libertarian, I would argue, because of Neil's influence. But anyway, uh, Warnock finished ahead of Herschel Walker in the general election by fewer than 40,000 votes, the libertarian candidate, Chase Oliver, received more than 81,000 votes. He's not on the ballot today, and he earned about 50,000 votes more than the libertarian candidate did in the race for governor, suggesting that he was a sponge for conservatives that didn't vote for Walker. I would say the overwhelming libertarian voters that show up today are going to vote for Herschel. So it's, it's all winnable. By the way, I'm not sure why Raphael Warnock waited to the last minute to say this now so desperate to justify his radical pro-abortion views, uh, literally criticizing Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, I guess he was on with Joyless Reed on MSDNC. 
And uh, anyway, he said that Jesus himself would support abortion if he lived. This is what he actually said. As I've said time and time again that a patient's room is too small and a cramped space for a woman, her doctor, and the U.S. government. Well, why are you making taxpayers pay for it then? Anyway, but if we care about life, uh, black women are dying three to four times the rate than white women in childbirth. And if you care about life, we ought to find a way uh, that's a place where government could show up and address the obvious bias in our health care system. And Joy Reid asks, is that what Jesus would do? That's exactly what Jesus would do. I, I think Jesus would probably err on the side of uh, life. That's just, just my guess. What do I know? On another side note, we have one top election official in Georgia warning that the runoff results might not be known till Wednesday. Here we go again. Oh, let's wait till Wednesday. Let's find out on Saturday. Why don't we wait another three or four weeks? I mean, this is why, when you think about it, it's so simple. If you want integrity in elections, have Election Day as a national holiday. You have paper ballots. You have partisan observers in every precinct, from every party, watching up close the voting so no, nothing nefarious is happening. When the polls close, partisan observers, every party, watch the vote counting. You get the result at the end of the night. You hire enough people. Okay, take a look. This is Herschel. This is uh, Warnock. This is Herschel. This is Herschel. This is Herschel. This is Warnock. That's the way I would hope it goes. Um, anyway, so we'll see if um, the Washington Times, Ralph Reed, state's former Republican Party chair, is now the head of the Faith and Freedom Coalition, said internal polls show that 15% of the voters who picked Governor Kemp and Senator Warnock will now turn out for Herschel Walker. He believes that this is a winnable race. But again, it's all due to turnout today. It, this, this race is going to be decided in the next uh, three hours and 45 minutes in Georgia. So if you haven't voted and you hear my voice, go get online and vote. And if you have to stay online, if you're online, if you're there by 7, you get to vote. You have to be on the line by 7 o'clock. Uh, interesting Democrats are now pushing to lower the voting age to 16. No voter ID, no signature verification. Let's get young people. We'll offer them free college tuition and everything, and maybe they'll vote for us. What a system. Um, we, we, we're going to spend a lot of time today on a lot of what we discussed yesterday and how everybody's missing the bigger part of the story here. I mean, what Elon Musk said on Saturday as as they revealed this unholy alliance that existed. I mean, he I'll use his terms. If you shut down dissenting votes and you do one team's bidding, that by its very definition is election interference. And if you're wondering why they only spent seven seconds uh, talking about this on the Sunday programs this week, I believe it was Mark Short who brought it up briefly. Seven seconds worth of content on all the Sunday shows combined. The reason is very obvious because the media and even Elon Musk suggested this. They are complicit in lying to the American public. The bigger part of the story here is the government's involvement in all of this. In other words, we now know that the FBI was warning every big tech company during first monthly, then weekly meetings in the lead lead up to the 2020 presidential election. Now you're asking yourself, why would the FBI be involved? Well, that's a very good question to ask, actually. 
because the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop in 2019 and they knew that Rudy Giuliani had a copy and they knew that it was likely that this information would come out some point at some point prior to the election. So before it came out, according to Twitter's own head of site integrity at the time, Yoel Roth is the guy's name, but they would be meeting with the FBI on a weekly basis. The FBI was warning all these big tech companies uh, there might be some outside election interference. Uh, They're going to do these hack and leak operations. And one of Twitter's rules is they don't publish hack materials. That's fine, but even they recognize that that's that's not going to fly. Uh, in one of the one of the reveals that they had on Friday. So what's interesting about this is they, they were warning Facebook, they were warning Twitter. They had these weekly meetings, uh, and they were told that the intelligence community expected individuals associated with political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks, and material obtained through hacking attacks, etc., would be disseminated over social media platforms. They had. Hunter's laptop, 11 months they had it. They knew they could authenticate it. So then the question is, why would the FBI be going forward and putting their thumb on the scale, telling these big tech companies, you got to be on the lookout. It's probably not going to be true. It's probably going to be a lie. It's probably going to be hacked materials. Well, that set the stage for them not to publish the, the New York Post article the reveal on hunter biden's laptop which was very real and the fbi agent who organized those weekly meetings with big tech was a supervisory special agent his name is elvis uh khan is post i'm sorry can is how you say it i think cham i'm sorry i don't know all right give me a break uh, I'm not saying it on purpose. Anyway, his postgraduate thesis claimed that Russia interfered with the 2016 election to help Donald Trump. Just the opposite is true. He was the guy that was meeting with these big tech companies. Anyway, we know this because he testified just last week in a lawsuit against the Biden administration as he was organizing meetings in San Francisco for as many as seven D.C.-based FBI agents in the run-up to the 2020 election. And the lawsuit will talk to the uh, the attorney general of Missouri, Eric Schmidt, the senator elect, also brought by Louisiana, alleges that White House officials and federal agencies acted with big tech to censor disfavored speakers and viewpoints and content on social media platforms. So they literally prevented a story that would have a big impact on the election, knowing having had Hunter's laptop for 11 long months. Do you understand what the FBI did here? They prevented the public from knowing the truth about Joe and Hunter Biden when they knew damn well that that laptop was legitimate and it was real. And they were instructing them to be on the lookout for possible foreign interference and hack and leak operations and things that they shouldn't be publishing. Meanwhile, they had a copy themselves. This is two elections now, presidential elections, where the FBI, which should be the world's premier law enforcement agency, is putting their thumbs on the scale to influence the outcome. Now, what's going to happen with this? That's anybody's guess at this point. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, and that means you have three hours and 25 minutes if you live in Georgia. There's no, I, I have heard every single differing analysis about the early vote in Georgia to the point where it, it's meaningless to me. It's, these are just numbers. It's only speculation by people. Uh, I think you have to assume that the pattern in Georgia holds where the Democrat has an early lead because of early voting lead. And then on Election Day, Herschel Walker will have the decided advantage. If you go back, if this general election is, is any indication going into Election Day, November 8th, Raphael Warnock had a 255,000 vote lead. Uh, but Walker won Election Day by 220,000 votes. All I can tell you is if all of you that voted for Herschel Walker in the general election, and maybe some of you libertarians that voted for the libertarian candidate, if you all go out and vote today, in the next three hours and 25 minutes, Herschel can win. Now, do I know that that's going to happen? I have no earthly idea. I Whatever the result is, it will be what it'll be, but as a general rule, I am saying Republicans have got to get in the game like the Democrats are in the game as it relates to early voting, mail-in ballots, et cetera, whether you like it or not, until you elect a governor and a legislature that will change the rules and make and put integrity in the system. But anyway, so, you know, you have to just believe there's a lot of interest in this race. I turn out. Uh, today is would favor Herschel dramatically. And if not, then you're going to get, you know, stuck with the radical. No, no, no exceptions on abortion at all. You can have an abortion up to the last minute. Police are gangsters and thugs. Uh, America must apologize for its whiteness. Uh, the only reason that we care about the opioid crisis in America is because the, the faces of the people that are, are white. I mean, just crazy stuff. Supporting what the Reverend Jeremiah Wright praising his GD America speech, Louis Farrakhan praising him, praising Fidel Castro. This guy wants to end the legislative filibuster. It's all of this at this point now is irrelevant. The only thing that matters is if you want Herschel to win, you got to vote today. That's it. it. This this election is going to be won in the next three hours and twenty three minutes. That's that that is just the fact. And all the all, everything else at this point doesn't matter. Who shows up today matters. How many of you find it important enough to show up? That matters too. Um we're going to get back into this. We have Jim Jordan and James Comer coming up. 
Now, remember, Jim Jordan is running the judiciary investigation into the FBI and how it's been politicized. Remember, all these whistleblowers will be hearing from them in the new year. And we have at least 20 of them uh, that are saying that the FBI is politicized, the Department of Justice weaponized. This is gonna, these are going to be explosive hearings. Comer is doing the investigation into the House Oversight Committee, and that would be into Hunter Biden. But more importantly, he says this is an investigation into the president of the United States. We know Joe Biden lied when he said he never had a conversation with Hunter or any family member about their foreign business dealings. We know that's a lie. We have photo after photo after photo of Joe and Hunter and foreign business partners. We have identified meeting after meeting after meeting of Joe and Hunter and foreign business partners. So this is going to get very interesting, and the question is going to be whether or not influence peddling took place. In other words, pay to play, buy access. All of this we knew, and this, the media never cared in the whole impeachment of Ukraine. They never cared about Joe Biden bragging that he leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars to get a, a prosecutor in Ukraine fired for investigating his son who's being paid millions without any experience. This is now going to get to the heart of is the president of the United States compromised by countries because of the monies that he and his family benefited from? That's what this question is going to ultimately come down to. Uh, on some other issues, I, I've never felt a sense of, I'm not a warrior by nature. I'm just not. Well, what, what good does worrying do? Uh, a, a great pastor once said, worry is the antithesis of, of faith that if you have faith you know in the end that god handles everything and i believe that but we all tend to get trapped into periods where we are worried or concerned whatever there's a difference between concern and worry putting all that aside but the level of concern i have about the economy i've never felt this in my lifetime my, my parents grew up in the depression I used to ask them questions about it. They didn't want to talk about it. Not exactly the best memories. My grandparents grew up dirt poor. All four of them came from Ireland. My mom grew up poor in the South Bronx. My dad grew up poor in Bedford Stuy in Brooklyn. And for them, it was a big deal to get out to Long Island in a 40 by a 50 by 100 lot house, you know, with three older sisters in one bathroom, better described as hell on earth um, for me. Uh, being the youngest, sweet baby James is laughing. I'm glad you find that amusing, sir. You weren't there. You didn't live through it. It was tough. They were in there doing their makeup, and I'm like, I gotta go. Open the door. Open that door. You know, and if nobody was there, the door wasn't going to open. Um, and then I think back in my early life when I started out, I was always financially independent from a very young age. And I think probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, I think work keeps us grounded. I think faith keeps us grounded in life, all of us. And work I did. And so, and but still living paycheck to paycheck for a lot of years in my early adult life, um, I remember the feeling, and it's not a great feeling. And, you know, I'm looking at people now that are in the, uh, that may not even be aware of it, but their jobs are, are hanging in the balance here. Look at this. Rising theft at Walmart might lead to price jumps and store closures, according to the Walmart CEO, Doug McMillan. 
He said theft is now a bigger issue at all the stores across the country. He said if it continues, it could lead to store closures and prices are going to jump. I mean, because we're allowing we don't have law and order. You're, oh, as long as you don't take more than $1,000 worth of stuff, we're going to let you walk out and steal from a store and, and there's no consequences? This is insanity. In Philadelphia, there's a story on foxnews.com today. Gas station owner hired a security uh, team armed with AR-15s to protect their store. Uh, I guess they have a mini-mart with the store. Anyway, it's a, a gas station. And they're forcing us to hire security, high-level security, state-level, he said. We're tired of this nonsense, nonsense, all the robbery, drug trafficking, all the gangs hanging around. I mean, it's, it's like a matter of life and death. There were pictures within the article that showed just people going in there, wrecking the store, and taking everything that they want. But this is where it gets really scary. Now, I know they call Norio Rubini. He's a professor at NYU. Uh, We've had him on the program before, Dr. Doom. He says the mother of all economic crisis is looming. He warned. Anyway, he said, um, warned about the impending economic crisis in the global economy that policymakers will not likely be able to handle. He said, following the explosion of leverage, borrowing deficits in recent decades, the world economy is now moving toward an unprecedented confluence of financial debt economic crisis and he warned in this article that households corporations financial entities governments pension plans and so on are now burdened with massive amounts of debt that will only continue to grow as society's age total private public debt as a share of gdp rose to 350 percent in 2021 from 200% in 1999. In the U.S., it stands at 420%, while in China, it's 330%. He said the unsustainable debt ratios turned many borrowers, like banks, corporations, households, nations, shadow banks, and governments into insolvent zombies. Low interest rates in past years have helped keep the trend alive. He said the elevated inflation, the financial dawn of the dead has ended as the Fed increases interest rates. And uh, and we're expecting more. But how bad can it get? Another headline today, world economy heads for one of its worst years in three decades. From that article, the, the world economy is facing one of its worst years in three decades. This is Bloomberg Economics. As uh, energy shocks Uh, unleashed by the war in Ukraine, continue to reverberate. Well, no, I would argue the U.S. getting out of all domestic production had a big part to play in all of this. However, the headline figure is likely to mask uh, diverging fortunes with the euro starting in 2023 in their recession and the U.S. ending uh, the year in a recession, meaning next year. uh, China's projected to expand by more than 5%, boosted by a faster-than-expected and to the zero-tolerance COVID strategy, so we'll see what happens there. Jamie Dimon uh, was on CNBC, and he is now warning that inflation is eroding consumer wealth and will likely cause a recession next year. Consumers have $1.5 trillion in excess savings from the COVID pandemic stimulus programs and spending, he said. Inflation is eroding everything, 
And that trillion and a half dollars will run out sometime by mid-year next year, and it may derail the economy and cause a possible hard recession that people are going to have to worry about. And it's, it's all scary stuff. You have a top Biden energy official admitting the White House drained the strategic petroleum reserves to, quote, save the global economy. That's not why they spent it. That's not why they used it. They tapped it because they wanted to artificially increase the world supply in the lead up to an election. And now we're at a 50 year low. And now it's at a cost point per barrel of oil that we can't even afford to refill it. I mean, that's how stupid this was. But, you know, in the minds of Joe Biden and the Democrats, it was an emergency that they might lose an election. Um, House members are warning that of coming fuel shortages in the Northeast. Nobody's paying attention to this, but we had Governor Sununu, General Bolduck, both warning that all of New England is on the exact same grid. And that grid may not have enough natural gas to pow- be powered, and they may have blackouts in New England this winter. I don't know how many of you have been to New England in the wintertime. I used to ski all the time in Vermont. I don't ski anymore. My knees shot thanks to my torn meniscus. But putting that aside, um, it's cold. And not being able to heat your home is going to be a disaster. By the way, Joe Biden did hail Gladys Knight for her 1919 performance at the Delaware State Fair. Did you hear about that, Linda? He said she performed she perform- 1919 at the 100th anniversary of the Delaware State Fair was pretty special. He said it without correcting himself. I'm surprised he knew who he it was. I what day of the week it is. Poor guy. I can't believe it. Uh, here's a sad story, and this was in the Epic Times today. According to survey sponsored by Caring, which is a senior care referral service, 94% of Americans now over the age of 55 have cut back on leisure and recreation spending. Half have cut back on energy use. 35% have canceled their trips to see family. 14% of our elderly are now skipping meals and about one in 10 had to delay or cancel medical procedures or even ration prescription medication. About two in five seniors are worried they're not going to be able to afford food and household necessities, and about the same are worried they won't be able to afford to put gas in their car, which, by the way, is going to make its track back up to record high prices. More Americans now forced to take second jobs. This was on Fox Business. Anyway, with the hottest inflation in four decades, it's pushing more Americans to take on a, a side job ahead of the holiday season. Quote, an overlooked data point buried in Friday's jobs report showed a huge surge in the number of people holding multiple jobs. Last month, the number of Americans with a side gig jumped by 165,000, the largest increase since June, well above the 60,000 monthly average over the last six months. I mean,. Not, what, what are you supposed to do with the record high prices, record inflation? I mean, you only have two cho- choices. You cut back on spending or you find a way to make more money. Last time I said that, headlines were, Hannity tells people that don't have enough money, go get another job. That's, well, I'm only giving you the economic reality. There's only two ways to mitigate. If you're not making ends meet, you cut back or you get another job. But what are, the, what are the old people? We're going to force them back into the workplace? Many are not able. What have I been saying? Disproportionately, who's getting impacted by Joe's economic policies? The poor, the middle class, people on fixed incomes. 
Anyway, Georgia, you still have three hours and 11 minutes. You can save this country from Raphael Warnock and Chuck Schumer. Anyway, it would be nice if they win. I have no idea how that's going to turn out. But I do know this. If you're in Georgia and you haven't voted, just know that if the election doesn't come out the way you want it to, it's on you. And the rest of the country is watching Georgia today. And every Republican elected senator would like to have Herschel in the U.S. Senate. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.